Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A pound old West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat good evening good morning or good afternoon this is more than just a podcast podcast uh, we are back once again my name is george hello everybody Hello, George. <laughs> How are you, Sean? I'm here with uh, Sean. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, George. It is it's season just good five. Evening for us. It is episode 26, and we are full of beans. We are. <laughs> John's here. Hello, John. Hello. Full how, of beans. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Excellent. Uh, we drew Man United yesterday in the FA Cup. We did. What, what did you think? I thought it was... Um, Amazing that we were disappointed to come away yeah. with a draw. It does, it does have that feeling about it, doesn't it? But you know, we would have taken a, a, a draw and a replay at the beginning of the match for for certain. What well, I would have, anyway. I think there was a lot of um, optimism that we would win, and um, we did a poll on Claret and Hugh, and eighty percent thought we would win it at the first attempt. Twenty percent thought it would be a replay. Uh, and hardly anyone thought we were... I know it wasn't, it wasn't, it was slightly different. You're just making some numbers up. Yeah, um, I think it was 70% said we would win, 10% thought we'd lose, and 20% replay. So there was a lot of optimism, and I think a similar poll by independent, non-biased West Ham fans, because it was all on the Daily Mirror, had a slightly ahead, sort of 52%. The Daily Mirror. Well, I think, I think that I felt optimistic as well. Um... I was cautiously optimistic, I think. But I did think that we could possibly go there and get another well-earned historic away win, like we have done at the big clubs earlier in the season. And when we went 1-0 up and managed to hold on for another 15, 20 minutes until they equalised, I thought it was going to happen again, to be honest. Yeah. Although, I think even when they drew, Man United fans, uh, and you know someone, friend of the podcast... Is it Andy Thompson? It is Andy Thompson. Uh, when I tweeted out something, when I did a, a question and answer, um, he sort of agreed that we would win, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was. Well, he, I, I know a few Man United fans that were both there yesterday, and, and they both said to me that they thought that we were going to win and then told me that they should, we should have won. So, Well, I, I also know uh, one of the presenters they're in, they're on... They're not in denial, are they? Formal Time Devils, and they did a good, great preview, and I was speaking to him, and he said, he said, I hope Pyatt doesn't score, and they don't sing that bloody Pyatt song all the time. Well, we he sung said, it through the whole he game. Said, he said, that would just do my head in, just to hear that throughout the whole match, and we did. We outsung them as usual. Well, well, 9,000 fans did us proud. All of the West Ham fans I know that w- went to the game just said that all you could hear around Manchester for a good four or five hours before the game was the Dimitri Baez song. And we're going to talk to one of those 9,000 fans later. We've got an interview with one you may know. 
Really? Yeah. Who's that then? He's a friend of the podcast. I'm going to leave it as a bit of a reveal after these messages. Oh. Keep them guessing, will it, Sean? Who could yeah. it be? Flashpoints. Flashpoints. Talking points. The first one's got to be Winston Reed. Claims of handball and penalty. Uh, I watched the coverage on BT Sport. Howard Webb, one of the best referees this country's produced in a long time, uh, said no penalty, and I agree with him. Okay. I think I had to see, that's the thing. All of the controversy was cleared up on the day by Howard Webb. He looked back on it all the way through and said, yes, penalty for us. Their goal should be but disallowed. But and BBC seem no. to take different yeah, angles. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Or as soon as they L- that's LVG the job of the media. But though, then I, yeah. I put that, I put that down. I turn that off and then just forget about it. And then you, I sort of go out to work in the morning. All you hear them talking about is Pyatt should have been sent off. As well, let's talk yellow. about the second talking point. Pyatt mm-hmm. should have been sent off. So he goes down um, cheaply. You've got to say, but. I think there was contact. I, I think there, I think there was enough contact. Well, I think if Benteke gets a penalty the other week, yeah, absolutely. Or what happened there? It's almost dead similar, really, because yeah. he didn't if have he his gets a penalty, it was his back of his leg. Well, um, Balassi gets a penalty against the Palace game, then he gets a penalty. He, he got caught. He caught him. And, the, and my, you, my you argument is, and I kept saying it on the day: Why would you go down if you didn't feel contact? You were you were through on goal, but it, and also he's running through on goal. So how can anyone tell how much of a touch you need to be thrown off of your... So the argument is it, it, the, the referee should either have given a penalty or a second yellow and a red card. He no, should, but he, in the end, he did nothing. No, but that's not a rule that they've, they've been talking about. That's been talked about as well. Okay. The so rule is... simulation? Do you think, letter of the law, simulation, if there no. is contact and you over-exaggerate it and go down... The rule is, is if you go down, 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 if, down, if you... Fouled. If you are simulating a foul, you it's a bookable offence. I mean, I- even LVG VG uh, said in his. Um, but he's just a bitter old man, isn't he? Do you know what he said? He said, "Yeah, there was contact, but uh, it was, it was minimal simulation. contact. Yeah, it was well, minimal was contact. contact. Full stop. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. The whole thing. But talk sport were going on like he had a point, and they were entertaining. Oh, yeah, but Man sure, United fans going, "Yeah, we were robbed." There's an argument to be had that not all contact is a foul, right? Which is a fair point. But not not, not ev- all contact in the box is a penalty. No, but not ev- not everybody has watched the same footage and been had it cleared up by a referee who's supposed to be one of the best referees. Yeah. All right, well, let's so move on to the next talking point. Flashpoints. Flashpoint, which was uh, the free kick of the season. Free was kick of, of, of well, century. Again, well, again... Howard Webb said he was done a couple of times and it was a deserved foul. Yeah. And there was a tug of the arm and a kick of the kick of the ankle and that's now, enough for a foul. John, did you say that's too far out like you usually do? I did. He did say <laughs> that. He did say <laughs> that. I love it. He shook his head. Oh, oh when, that's too when we far got the free out. kick, I was going Ooh, just looking at him going, so No, nah, it's too and he far. Was just out. Going, nah, nah, it's too far I'm out. I'm just gonna say it every time now. I said, it's no, it's not dad. Talk sport was saying De Gea should have saved it. So was Paul Scholes. Who was saying that on TalkSport? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Man United fan. Colm or something. Well, Paul, Paul Scholes also said there was minimal contact by Schweinsteiger. Yeah, he's, he's biased. He is a witness. he's biased. Um, but then Stuart Pearce said um, West Ham will go has on everyone, Has everyone seen Jack Collison's reaction to the yeah. goal? No. Is it good? You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, on Twitter he jumps it, up. He done a very good job at being he was there, uh, was he? unbiased. No, he was reporting on the game from, from Sky oh. Studios. And he uh, he got a bit excited Tony when I went in. Tony Cotty went there as a fan. So did Trevor Sinclair. Did they? Yeah, both of them went there as fans, paying their own way. So go back. Uh, someone said, said it was a better free kick, corporate, or at least as good as Gaz's in 1991 FA Cup free kick. Well, it's, be- oh, it's the best free kick I've seen ever in the history of football. Ever in the history of football. Really. You don't think that's I biased? don't know. It was the best one it was I've good, seen for it? a bloody long time from anyone connected to And not with only us. that. And I ran around the room. I don't know about you two, but beat, I ran around the room. He and beat stayed. David De Gea. That's, that's, we've got to remember that as well. He was supposed to be the, one of the best goalkeepers well, in the world. Well, the best goalkeeper, if you listen to some people. The exactly. 
Did you hear Stan Collymore said in the Sunday People that not one Man United player would make it into a first team of West Ham? Uh, I didn't read that. I'm just thinking through do their team. Do you agree? I'd probably start Juan Mata. I'd have Schneiderlin. Schneiderlin? Yeah, I think Well, I, I assume he Did was you? saying, mm. to be fair, guys, he wasn't very neither good. Neither of those two started. He said the Schneiderlin started. Oh, Schneiderlin did start. Yeah. Right, but one match. Or are you talking about Schweinsteiger? No, Schneiderlin. He I said not quality. one of them would make it into the West Ham starting 11. You reckon? Martial's got something about him. I, 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 I think Matter would. Matter would be the one for well, me. Matter, didn't, Matter play. didn't start. Oh, no. Maybe uh, not. How about Smalling? Nah. Nah. No. Overrated. Although he did have Emmanuel Monique in his pocket. And anyway, Carroll. as you would say, this is not a Man United podcast. Uh, it's right. Uh, the, the last talking point, really. Your cable's dodgy, Sean. That's better. The last talking point, really, was uh, Randy. Randy. Should the Randy? goal could should their equaliser have stood, or was he fouled? No, and there's two reasons why. Howard Webb said no. There's two reasons why. Cool. First, it was a foul. He's yep. bundled back into the keeper. Whether or not he knows he's doing it, it's not relevant. Second is that it's offside. So yep. Have we all seen that picture? Yeah. Well, I didn't see it was offside. I knew the foul. So the ball's played forward. He's standing in an offside position in the line of the goalkeeper. If that was a shot from outside the box and there was a player standing in front of the keeper and it went in straight direct, in fact, it happened for us against Arsenal when Alex Song scored. Do you mm-hmm. remember that goal? Yeah. Do you remember that, John? Yep, I do. Exactly the same rule, exactly the same reason. So two rules are broken there. The goal shouldn't have stood. LVG didn't mention that for some reason. No. We should have got it at the end, though, shouldn't we? We could have wrapped it up. I don't know if we should have. I think Antonio done very well. Yeah. I wouldn't say we should have got it. It was a decent save. It was a good save by the guy. He looked a little bit out of his depth as a right-back, I thought, at times. I I disagree. (laughs) Do you? He didn't do anything wrong, did he? I say... He, he he looked out of his depth. They were saying that on the coverage. They were saying he's like a fish out. He wasn't. You have to realise it was like their best player up against well, him. I agree, but he does go forward a bit too much. And I just think sometimes yeah, he forgets his defensive duties. Yeah, which is, too that, which is fair enough because he's an attacking player. But you do you can get attacking right back. So maybe saying he's out of his depth is the wrong thing. I, think I just think that it's attacking for him first. And he's not out of position. I think yeah, he done well. I think he done well so considering. Well, we saw um, Joey O'Brien warming up one stage, and they were, you know, saying he was going to come on, but no. Emaniki, I'm telling you guys, I was right the first time. Waste of space. No, see, you still want to defend job. him, do well, you? I, don't, I, I agree. Sacco should be starting now, and I think he probably will. I've said that in the last one. Sacco well. and Carroll, or Sacco and Valencia. Emaniki is a good squad player, I think. He's he's a he's a better full strike full striker than Carlton Cole than Carlton Cole and probably Jelovic. Yeah. So um what other I'm trying to think who else came off. Uh, Reed oh, came off Winston with Reed a stiff off. hamstring. Yeah. So stiff, stiff apparently it was just a precaution. He felt uh, a little tug in his Pretty hamstring. Sure one they point he was gesturing to come off at one point. He was because he felt a tug in there. But well, they, that, was only, that was five minutes before he did come off. They're saying. You know, they took him off as a... Br- they think it's only a niggle and, and he should be okay as long as he, you know. But uh, I think they took a bit of a chance with Reed. Reed had only started training on Friday. What happened to Oxford? Oxford... Picked up a knock. Picked up a knock on Friday in training and they decided to risk Reed. And considering he only... He's been five weeks out with a hamstring what? and he, he trained oh, I don't one know. Day. I guess if you've got Winston Reed injured or Reese Oxford injured and one of them's got to play, you probably would play Winston Reed, right? Well, let's face it. He got booked in the first two minutes. Yeah, that was a bit worrying. Which I thought, it? here we go. So he looked rusty. Well, you would do. Well, I would be. Trust me, Sean. Yeah. So, other, in other footballing news, a lot of people ask me yeah. how I got on in my own massive yeah, semi. Yeah, how we won. Semi-final. We won. Yay. You're going to Wembley. We're going to Banstead Athletic. Wow. Yeah. Where can people get tickets? Uh, I don't think you need tickets. You just turn up. But if you do want to come, it's Friday the 8th of April at Banstead Athletic FC. More well, the merrier. Hey. So what what uh, what trophy is this for? Uh, it's called the Oak Cup. Okay. In the Cheserton and District League. Okay, yeah, good. 
Good. Well done. Well Thanks. done. Congratulations. I hope West Ham can uh, copy your efforts so do I. And, and get there too. Uh, and luckily it's on a Friday night, so there's not going to be any fixture clashes or anything. You know. No Champions League, so you know that it can't be played. You ain't got to worry about UEFA. Ain't got to worry about UEFA rulings. No. Yeah. So, um, so the long and short of it is, we good game. We go back to bowling, and later on, I'm going to tell you what date that's going to be. But I'm going to wait because at the moment, oh, you're making it up before I do. Quick stat attack. We had we had 39% possession to their 61%. We had 12 shots four on target. They had 18 shots two on target. So, what do we tell from that? I see, you know. Just but we were the best team, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, well, sure. listening to that. Sure, sure, sure. Let's hear what G. Gaffer had to say. Penalty call, Payet and Rojo coming together, and uh, obviously we had the monitor, you didn't. But what did you think now you've seen it? I saw it afterwards. I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil the game uh, by talking about that. And, uh, but there were a couple of uh, appeals for the, uh, for the handballs, nothing. Nothing in it. It's only because of because of 75,000 fans and all that. Uh, but no, not they asked. Uh, they asked a couple of times. It was nothing there. It was a bit there, but no penalties. But two crucial decisions uh, were penalty on Payet, which is uh, which is I think for all the neutrals, it's a penalty. A rojo slide behind the ball in a box. You know that you, you are taking a big gamble with that. was a nasty, but mistiming for me. The pen and the equaliser, it was very hard for referee to see it, but it was clear foul from, from, from Schweinsteiger, where the ball was nowhere near Schweinsteiger, because if, 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 if Schweini didn't foul Randy, then Randy would be there uh, and probably stop the goal. So it's a foul. So... It was hard for the referee, and I don't blame him. But if you ask me, two crucial decisions uh, were against us. Your favourites now, though, as you say, you take them back to East London. Yeah, on paper, and that doesn't mean anything. We are we we are great. We would have loved to do it in the, here, but uh, we are very confident, and we're going to have maybe a few players back from the injuries and. Uh, these guys will going to be even more confident in themselves because they are playing really good football. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. There you go. That is what the gaffer had to say. What do you think, John? Yes, I actually did listen to that on what he was saying. and well, You didn't just listen to it just then? No, I agree with everything he said. We, were, we had two things that went against us and their shout for a penalty was not a penalty. And I've never noticed so much since this game has finished how the media spin things after a game to make it more talkable, make it more debatable for people to get on phone-ins and make complaints and groans on the radio. Yeah. I was, I was media dumped, spin. I was dumped on uh, Friday night. I was supposed to go on uh, Sports Bar to talk to Bobby Gold. Uh, Gould. Who? And... Who? Um, Andy Goldstein on Friday night. So I was on at quarter past 11, and about 10 past 11, they went, uh, the producers decided not to have a West Ham fan on now because the, date, the, the debate and, uh, about Crystal Palace fans going mental is, is really interesting, so we're going to drop the uh, West Ham feature. Mm. WTF? Welcome mm. to the fast-paced, hard-line media. I stayed sure. up to 11 o'clock. He's got to be finishing that, hasn't he? Uh, Sean, you <laughs> caught up with friend of the podcast earlier. Oh, 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 You're not, oh, oh, not going to reveal who, who it is yet. No. Well, oh, I've got oh, a bit oh. of a big reveal beforehand. Well, whoever oh, knows oh. who it is, let's face no, it. No, no, no. The, the big reveal Do is... you know what? I'm going to write it in the title of the podcast. I haven't um, told you guys this, but I've actually offered this guest a job on the podcast. Have you? Well, you might know. Who's... Who is well, it? I've offered him a job. Who is uh, it? On what podcast? So he, he recently... So hold on, what podcast? You're not podcast? consult this us podcast. before you... Uh, I so know. You're not in any position to do that. Well, um, we should have a meeting to discuss it now. So basically... On the, he, he on was, air, he was the, the club historian. He was the historian for Clarence Hugh until we became an independent historian. I've offered him the job as more than just a podcast, West Ham historian. <laughs> 
We talked about this. We'd already talked about this. We had this. talked about yeah, this. Yeah, we had talked and we about made that yeah. we, uh, we voted. Is he, I think we is made, he that, official, made that joke last. Was he we, our official West Ham historian? I think we made that as a joke. We should make him. Yeah, well, he is. I've awarded it to him. Here he is. It's Nigel Khan, friend of the podcast. Well, the official. Uh, the official. More than just a podcast, well, West Ham historian. And we welcome to more than just a podcast, the person we call when we've got no one else lined up to call. It's Nigel Khan. Hi, Nigel. The last result. <laughs> now, I did want to talk to you on two things. Number one, I know you're one of the 9,000 who made the trip up the M1. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to ask you your views on your experience of the day. And uh, I, I hear you had an eventful day and, uh, and what it was like to be there amongst the 9,000. Um, and also, obviously, the John Lyle gates have been removed today. Uh, yes. Your thoughts on that, which was a bit of a surprise. And, th- and then you want to plug your website. So let's let's go through it. Let's talk, start about yesterday. Yeah, it was, hmm. it, was, it was a good day. It was a good day out. Um, the, the result, to walk out of there disappointed with a draw, I think shows how far we've come as, yeah. as, as a club. Because in a way, we, we were so close so close to Wembley. I think it's hard playing last and you know there's a lot of teams there that we that we can beat in the, the three other teams we can beat in the semi. It's almost like you can touch it. And I'm not one to get carried away but perhaps I did get carried away and that's why it was a bit dis- I was more yeah, disappointed seven, walking out. Seven minutes away from Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen did the stuff see of that. Did you enough of it or you know did you, did you think that it play it uh, Dive? Do you think he? Yeah, should have I mean that was in front of me. I, I was upstairs, quite near the front, behind, right bang behind the goal. And my first instinct was he's made a meal of it. That was my first instinct. I think if he'd have waited, it seemed to me like he went down before the bloke clattered him. But if he'd have stood up, the bloke was going to clatter him anyway. It, it just he seemed to go down but too if early. Act, it's not simulation, is it? Well, I don't buy that. I, I, I feel that if you're going down. And then there's contacts. So you've already made your mind up. You're diving, and I'm probably in a minority there. But Decanio used to do it. He used to frustrate the life out of me. And if Payet's going to start doing it, if that happened against us, and and that was a penalty against us, people would scream the place down. Yeah. Well, if it had been simulation, I mean the pictures we put one on Clarence Hugh that seems to show there was contact. Then it should have been a second yellow, and he should have been sent off, well, and he wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, do that I'm not saying there weren't contact, but for me, and I ain't even seen much about the replays of it. So for me, he was going down before the man hit him. He, he yeah. started. He knew he was going to get hit, so started to go down. He overstretched yeah. for the ball. I think he'd lost probably control of the ball. To be fair. Okay, so let's talk about the free kick. Best free kick oh. since Gaza in 1991 and best free kick of the season. Agreed? Well, I think he was better than Gaza's. If you look, um, Seaman was a good keeper, but David De Gea, I, 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 I said to my, uh, my nephew next to me, best I said, in the world, De Gea so. is one of the top keepers in the world. He's got to do something special to beat him from there. And to put it against the post, and you ain't getting no better than that. Uh, uh, that is one. That is the best free kick I've ever seen. Yeah. Definitely. So moving on, how about the equaliser? Some said that Randy got. Uh, I don't know how much you saw of it. Yeah. Randy got up the other end to, to me. So it was you, you just it pinged about the box, and um, you couldn't really see what happened. To be fair, um, and I don't think they got a big screen at Old Trafford. That, so there was no replay or anything. So it just you see the goal given, and it was just like deflation. Really. Yeah. Uh, there's a shout for Hamble for um, Mr. Reed, uh, Winston Reed. Uh, so, you, you see any of that, or do you see any replays on that? No, it, it I'm not seeing a bit of that. No, it, was, I don't. What one was it? Was it? Did it get fired straight at him, or? Yeah, so it seemed to go up his knee and then hit yeah. his hand. There's, the, the thing about handball in the penalty areas, I think the rule says intent. So you've got yeah. to actually move your hand towards the ball. If it deflects off yeah, another part of your body, they're hard to keep. Yeah. So what was the atmosphere like? We heard West Ham loud and proud throughout most of it, singing the Pyatt song, etc. Was it a good party atmosphere? Was there any trouble? Uh, there was no trouble that I see. Uh, I parked right next to the Trafford pub, for people that knows it, in the office block. It's a two-minute walk to the ground. Parked there really easy, walked down. I had, I had West Ham colours on. Um 
I did no trouble whatsoever. Not that I've seen. You know, people were singing songs and when you go to when there's 9,000 people, you meet so many people that you know up there anyway. You spend half the time on the concourse just walking around, going to the toilet. It took about 15 minutes saying hello yeah. to people. So, How long did it take you to drive up there in your white van? Uh, in my white marker, my, my silver van, if you don't mind. Uh, was it silver? It's right. silver, yes. Uh, I, I, I sped up there, picked me an FDR. That was three and a half hours, 240 miles. Uh, and then it's about from where he lives, a uh, half hour, 40 minute drive into Manchester. Well, half hour, yeah. So not too bad. Coming back was a bit different. Yeah, because you gave two people a lift from West Ham yeah. Clyde Dyke. You didn't yeah. want to be bothered. They, they were too posh to go back on the train. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of them, I think, called them a Calcutta cattle truck going up. Uh, yeah. And, and they swore blind that we go by. So I don't know what happened with the train. I don't know if they cancelled the train, but apparently on the way up, loads of people were standing. And when you've paid like 80, 90 quid to go by train, the last thing you want to do is stand up all the way to Manchester. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, I want to move on because of time. Yeah. Um, we obviously bring it back to bowling. Uh, we're going to win there, aren't we? Nigel? I believe so, yeah. I really good. do. They're not, they're not as good as a white one as they are at home, so I think we'll help. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. So, Big Shock, you sent me uh, a picture uh, early this morning uh, of the bowling gates being removed. Yeah. Uh club previously said that there would be a ceremony for the Lyle family, and they've now said no, or they've changed that to the unveiling. Um, a lot of fans have said, do you know what? Maybe, because of health and safety reasons, we couldn't be there, but I wish they'd said they were removing yeah. them, because we'd have had their picture taken against them one last time. We yeah. we were planning to have our picture taken the last day of the season. Yeah. Bad PR from the club? Or Disgraceful. Uh, people always say, oh, they go over the top of these things. But I think it's disgraceful what they've done. Uh, no fanfare. Uh, a meeting two weeks ago at the SAB, they made a big thing saying, we're looking to have a ceremony. They, the club mentioned it. No one questioned them on it. They brought it up. We're going to have a ceremony. We're going to get to the Lowe family. We'd like some fans to come down. Health and safety, that's rubbish. People can stand back. They had a crane there. It, it would have been fenced off anyway with barriers. So and, there, there and was you no don't buy, You don't buy that it's moving early because... The doors aren't big enough, and they have to build no, the no, no. shop around it. Uh, uh, the, the gates are what? Seven and a half foot high. They yeah. have the right type of crane. What? They well, have to do it on a sunny day. The crane was only available on a Monday. Oh, These excuses. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's BS, isn't it? It's, that's what it is. It's BS from yeah. the club. The, the, I can't believe that from two weeks ago at that meeting. So now they've suddenly realised they've got to get the gates off, get them in, get it. All this stuff takes planning. You've got to book the crane a lot. I don't mm. buy it. But yeah. For whatever it's, reason... There is going to be a temporary solution there. I don't know what the temporary solution is. I'm going to use a cardboard gate or something. Bit or... Yeah, a bit, bit of pallets knocked up. And, and, <laughs> well, look, I, you know, I went and had a look after, believe it or not. And... Um, they will, for whatever reason, whether they're going to take the other three tomorrow, they've only took three or four. There was three left. So I took right. photographs quickly. I was going to say, I thought you three. said, I'll take one off and put it in the back of the van. You didn't well, that, you? yeah, I would have done, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were worried that people were going to take, you know, like the seats, take take the gates away on the last game of the season. Oh, the, the thing is, it's international. They've deemed the Crystal Palace game, an international game, for the international fans to come over. This is the game they want international fans. They were going to send that invites and old tickets back for international mm. supporters clubs. The one thing that the tourists love to do is stand in front of the gates and have their photo done. So yeah. I hope those three gates that are left, they'll leave them there till after the Palace game. Because wow. it looked bare. I took one photograph face on and you can't see the gates because they're... And it just looks bare and empty already. And we've, what we've got, we've still got five games left at the bowling. Nah. Yeah. That's wrong. Right, well, we'll see what well, the backlash is. What it says to me, it says to me that the people that run that club day to day know very little about our fans' feel. And I know I'm a bit emotional and, and go ranting and raving about the bowling and everything. But a lot of people feel the same. These people running, not Gold, not Sullivan. The people they've been to run that club have not got a clue about our fans' feel. Yeah, well, I think it's also de- it's been a delicate relationship with the Lyle family because you know he was mistreated well, under. When you take tickets away from them, you know to save a bit yeah. of money while giving the the uh, highest paid director a pay rise. I mean, people are bound to be upset. And, 
Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, this is the point where you can plug. Actually, you did a really good job in the run out to the FA Cup uh, in your new independent guise as a you know independent historian. Or can we call you the more than just a podcast West Ham historian? Yeah, yeah. Can you I've be been called a lot worse than that, but I'm happy to be called that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, you released under your new website, uh, Bowling Times, which is very yeah. good. I recommend everybody go see it. Yeah. Uh, a video called Spirit of 1980 with yeah. yours truly as the uh, narrator. That's true. Uh, yeah. In the guise of uh, Winston... Um, yeah, Ray weren't available, so I had to do it, yeah. Uh, it was really good. So do you, do you want to give it a plug? Uh, well, basically, I, I enjoy watching the documentaries. There's one that came out recently about Nottingham Forest and Cluffy winning the cup, and you watch them, you think they're really good, and they tell the stories the old times. I think no one's ever done that for West Ham. We've never really had it. So, you know, the, all the, the footage I had was on YouTube. Call it a bit cheeky. I took the footage off cut it together, I had to go and be taught how to do video editing. So I, I did lessons. wonder where you got your skills from. Yeah, I had lessons and then I had to be taught how to put the audio on and, and, yeah. and cut I it I want to say, do you know what, do you know what my favourite bit is? Go on. My favourite <laughs> bit is the way that you put, and I think it's really cool, I've never seen this idea before, you put the number one yeah. on and play it when that game was being played. And I yeah. thought that was a really clever idea, and I don't know where you got that from. But well, it no, really puts you back. Just... You remember that song and go, oh, I remember when I was listening to that song. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was just something. What it was is that uh, Gino by the Dixie Midnight Runners was one of my, was one of my all-time favourite songs. I play it to death. Uh, and then I found out it was number one the day we won the FA Cup. Yeah. So that's why Gino opens it. Uh, and then I thought, well, let me have a bit of clip with the song playing it because I love the music and I love my football. They're the two things. And I thought, mm-hmm. I started making the video, and you know, I'm not the greatest of speakers. I didn't want to have me talking all the way over it with my posh accent. So I thought, oh, let me try it. And I had a go. And then I looked up every number one song, and some of them, apart from Kenny Rogers and Cowder the County, a lot of them were pretty good songs. No, I like Cowder the County. Yeah, it's a singing on that apart. Anyway, be, but... what's the address uh, uh, if people want to do it? So it'll be uh, www.bowlingtimes.blogspot, I think it's called. Or Google and we, we have got the video also on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash more than just a podcast. Yeah. Finally, uh, your prediction for Chelsea. Are you going to Chelsea away? No, no, not not, not going to Chelsea away. Yeah. Because... So, prediction for Chelsea away. Uh, prediction for Chelsea away. Do you know what? I'm really confident. I'm getting too confident. I actually, um, bearing in mind the dire mess Chelsea's in, I'm going to go for... One nil win. 
play it free kick. Excellent. All right. We'll, we'll see if that comes true. Uh, my thanks to, or our thanks to, the uh, Cla- sorry, not the the more than just a podcast club historian. You nearly slipped nearly up then. Nearly slipped up there. Cheers, mate. Shut up. There you go. There's Nigel Calm. What were you just saying about him, John? Nigel. Lovely guy, Nigel is. Sort the earth. Of By the Nigel's way, a lovely bloke. just to let you know, Nigel's offered uh, for the, I think, it, which game is it? Is it the Crystal Palace game or the Arsenal game? He's doing a tour of Canning Town for a group of, I don't know, tourists, etc. And he's invited us three along to come a for tour a, of a Canning tour Town. of the official historian tour. The more than just a podcast tour of Canning Town. When is it? For what game? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll put it up on the Facebook uh, group. Uh, as long as it's not too cold, I'll be there. I said, will you provide a stab vest? He said, no safety in numbers. Does it um, Does it involve stopping at pubs? I don't know. We're going to have to ask him. Okay. But yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's a, a, a very good tour of Canning Town. I don't know. It may be taking... A very some. good tour of Canning Town. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you caught up with uh, an ex-player earlier. Yes, I did. Uh, That's number no, five on the uh, on now, the list. I, I guess my first question, though, is... Um, hmm. He's been on the podcast for a friend of the podcast. He is, yeah, he has been on the podcast. I was just asking off-air, and I'm going to ask all the listeners, I want to be able to record interviews on my iPhone, because sometimes I'm out and about, and I, I, I record most of the interviews using Skype and some, some other technology called Pamela, that's a call recorder but I, I need a laptop or a computer to do that, and sometimes I'm out and about, and I use my lap and my um, iPhone. And So if you know of a way to do that, please let me know. Because Facebook.com forward slash more just a podcast. I spoke to West Ham FA Cup hero David Cross on uh, Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember which. Before the game, I think it was Saturday because he was on his way uh, to Bolton because I don't know if you know he's a full-time scout for Blackburn Rovers uh, l- and looks at the opposition so I, I asked him and this is the reason I'm telling you about it because I didn't record it I did an article or two articles for Current View about his memories of the FA Cup quarter-final against Aston Villa do you remember that? in 1980 do I remember it in 1980? yeah you know, it's not very clear in the forefront of my memory, Sean, no. It's quite, we were quite young. Uh, we played Aston Villa. It was a penalty. Ray Stewart converted it. He talks about that. And he talked about getting to the final. We played Everton in the semi-final, guys. And we won. And it went to a replay. And we won and obviously <coughs> beat uh, West uh, Arsenal in the final 1-0. Did we? Trevor Brooking header. Do you remember that, George? Yeah, I remember that. You weren't born. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says... Fully aware, though. He says that players don't dream of winning the FA Cup. They dream of going to an FA Cup final. And it's basically a cherry on the top if you can win a final. But he did... While I was talking to him, he did talk about, um, obviously, when West Ham went down to uh, Ewood Park to face Blackburn, his team, his yep. employers. And he said... The players were absolutely gutted afterwards. He said they didn't realise how good some of the West Ham players were. He said they were absolutely, you know, he said the best we could hope for is West Ham have an off day and have a poor game. He said, but they were absolutely ex- excellent. They couldn't believe the quality in that squad, which is great praise. He said the, the 7,200 fans were absolutely brilliant and sung it and really in some ways inspired the, the Blackburn uh, crowds who, by the way, don't turn up. It's half empty most of the time at Blackburn, mm. isn't it? Um, and, and sadly, he also said he went to Upton Park for the uh, Liverpool game replay at Upton Park at the bowling ground that you went to, John. Yes, I and did. And he said it was very sad. You know, he got off the Upton Park tube and he thought, this is the last time I'm going to walk around Green Street. Um, but he did let reveal that he doesn't think West Ham look after their old players very often. He said often old players will go up and they're stopped by security, ask who they are, wait there for half an hour so they can get someone to vouch for them. He said, you know, he's a very simple guy. All he needs is a chair to watch the game and a, a team sheet. He had to call up uh, Phil Parks, who works in corporate in the Legends Lounge, to get him a team sheet. And, and Alan Devonshire was there. And I just think, 
we've heard this from some other players. Uh, every Bro Eddie Brovington, if you remember that, from 1964 FA Cup. Isn't it awful? We've got about 400 living players. Isn't it awful that we don't look after our players? I think that any living player that's ever played for West Ham should automatically be offered a, a seat when they want one. And we should be like Arsenal and have a former players association to look after our former players. Or am I talking rubbish, John? Sorry, mate, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just drifted off in. <laughs> do you think we should look after our former players? Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, I do. Why do we not? No, we don't. You should say. You should say something yeah. about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will get him on the podcast soon. I would, I, would, I would think that, I'd like to think that any former player, if they contacted the club, would be welcomed and given a seat or whatever they choose to get them a seat somehow. I well, wouldn't imagine anyone from any club can just turn up on the day without anyone knowing. No, no, you've got to let them in know advance. Yeah, so but a bit of a fast notice, I'm, you would have think, you'd like to think that the club would welcome them. Well, Alan Devonshire said to Huey the other day, he was doing an article again before the, the, the FA Cup, and we talked to Alan Devonshire, and he said, oh, I'd love to go to the semi-final if we get through, if I can get a ticket. Like, I'll try and get a ticket, or, you know, because... They don't automatically get tickets. Now, not everybody can get tickets. Well, that, that's but some of these to be are fair, that's heroes. Yeah, but to be fair, you know, that's kind of fair enough because if they get the ticket, then the likes of me and you may not get a ticket. Who wants to get a ticket, you know? I think at the end of the day, there's only 400 living West Ham players. They're not all wanting to come at the same time when we should look after them. That's all I'm going to say. Move on on the subject. Thanks Talking of FA Cups, we're still in it. We are. And uh, we've got a lot of games to get played now. Yeah. We've got a scheduled Watford match, Man United match, and a Man United replay FA Cup match. Sean, where's it going to fit in? Well, How is it going to work? Because I did a, uh, an article on Claren Hugh this morning to list all the different fixtures available. And you'll probably know, at the moment, UEFA say you can't play a game on a Champions League night. Yep. Yeah. Unless you're Arsenal on Hull. Well, that's the one precedent that's been set because they couldn't find any other time. And the reason is the TV holders, BT in, in the case of the UK, have paid a lot of money and don't want it clashing with a West Ham, um, Man United FA Cup game. Fair enough, because p people will then be torn which one they're going to watch. Then their advertisers won't be happy. Yeah, I doubt it really, do they? That's I'm just telling you the facts. They don't have to televise the extra game, right? our game wouldn't have to be televised, would it? Well... It will be. Let's be honest. Well, if it's the the, the league game with um, re replayed league um, rescheduled league game anyway, against Watford, since 1992, not a lot of people know this. There's got to be at least 10 days between an FA Cup final and a replay. That's because of the assistance of the police for police leave and getting organised and planning it and everything else. Probably a little bit old hat from the days of hooliganism, but there you go. 10 days. Now, if you put 10 days on from Sunday. That means we're being an international break. So we can't play anything. There's two weeks international break. Yeah? Yeah. Then we're playing uh, Crystal Palace on the 2nd. And we're playing Arsenal on the 9th. So we can't... Uh, Premier League, at this time of the season, Premier League um, fixtures get a priority. They don't like to move them. We've already got two we've got to move. Watford and, and, and Man United. So they've the club have said openly that we're waiting for the result. Man United, 2-0 down to Liverpool, are playing on Thursday night in Europa League, aren't they? In the last 16. Yep. They are. If they go out, I'm told reliably that the game will be played on the Tuesday or the Wednesday in April. So either the 5th or the 6th of April. And I, I would take a little guess that Wednesday the 6th of April would be the likely one. Now... With the, with the semis going to be played on the... 23rd and 24th of okay. April. Now, if Man United have a miracle and stay in and beat Liverpool 3-0 and stay in the Europa, they've then got quarter-finals to play that week on the Thursday of the, you know, first week in April and the second week of April because it's a, a, a two-headed quarter-final, a two-legged. So that means... The next available game, when you take in all the games and all the Champions League and everything else, would be Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? The it's the twentieth of April, so that's three days before the semi-final. So if 
So there's your answer. If, if West Ham, uh, sorry, if Man United stay in, it'll be the 20th April. And if they go out on Thursday, it's probably likely to be the 6th of April. So does that mean that the date for our semi-final, be it us or Man United, has that been decided already? Yeah. So we should know that now. The semi-final will be... Oh, yeah, you should be able to tell that. It's, it's the, either the 23rd. So it'll be the 24th because it was the second game up, so it'll be Sunday. Sunday the 24th. Yeah, it'll be the Sunday then. Yeah. Now, the Watford game, I'm reliably told, is provisionally on, on uh, Tuesday the 20th or Wednesday the 20th, or it's 20th of April, unless it gets moved for Man United. And here's the breaking news, and I haven't written this anywhere yet, so breaking. it's exclusive. Oh, sorry. Most hold people... Hold on, hold on, let me switch back on then, because I've switched off for a bit. So <laughs> Most people thought the Man United game would be around about the 6th of May and be the last ever game at the Bowling. My sources tell me that the SAG, the security advisory group, including the police, have complained about, don't want Man United to be the last game, they think. A lot of people might turn up in the evening. It will be a lot harder to contain if people turn up without tickets on an evening match. They want Swansea now still to be the last game of the season. So, at the moment, as long as Man United go out of the Europa League... They want to have it the week before. So midweek before the Swansea game is when we will play Manchester United. And it will be the second to last game played at the Bowling. The FA have just confirmed the date of West Ham's replay Manchester United in what will be the last cup tie-up and part will be announced after the second leg of the Old Trafford Club's Europa League tie against Liverpool. There you go. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong next week. So you think it'll be 23rd of April, 20th of April, and our final will be on the 24th? Yes, if semi-final. If only if Man United stay in Europa. If not, it will be played on the fifth or sixth of April. Okay. Trust me, George. Fifth or sixth of April. Well, if you look at the fixtures, there's no other time to play it because it's Europa and Premier League and and everything else. Unless you were going to move uh, Palace or. Um, Arsenal, it's just not going to happen. Okay. Uh, it's time for this. Facebook, Twitter, question time. Yes, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. It's where we ask you, our listeners, to get in touch with us at Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com forward slash more podcast or on Twitter at more TGA podcast. Sean, you wrote earlier, podcasting tonight to discuss the FA Cup quarterfinal and look ahead to Chelsea away, which we haven't really done yet. Talking points include, should Man United's equaliser have been ruled out? Did Pae dive as a penalty? Was the free kick the best free kick of the season? Uh, was Reed guilty of handball in the area? All this and more on your favourite West Ham podcast. Second or your third favourite? One of them. One of at least in your top three. I'd your hope. top three. Uh, <laughs> just in A, West Ham podcast. And early predictions for the Chelsea game, please. Also, Paul Roystan says, from what I have seen and read, no, Mankey Urinal's goal should not have stood. Pae didn't dive in the way we have seen others dive, but it was still dodgy. I think the ref bottled it. If Benteke's was a penalty, then so was Pae's. Here. Nick Dutton says if it's not a pen then it's a yellow card I think Paye seems like a decent bloke I think if he went down anticipating heavier contact than there actually was if he doesn't go down he was a in a fantastic goal scoring position I agree wouldn't make sense to dive I think the replay will go all the way to pens then who knows what could happen I hope not I Anthony hope not. McDonald uh, who we met from Australia says tough game Hello, but mate. we will be Hello. G'day mate, G'day, mate. Tough game, but we'll beat Chelsea. Replay will be another win. 2-0, I think. Also, I need more special rue. Yeah. <laughs> they don't serve in... It's like they don't serve in Australia like they don't serve Fosters in Australia. Not many people can have enough special brew, you know. Chris Ludlow says, fantastic, another fantastic away day. Slightly ruined by that unjust equaliser. Your cable's coming out again. Hanging up. Uh, the equaliser should have been ruled out. Randolph was clearly stopped from getting across the goal. Thought at the time it was a Stonewall penalty, but I haven't seen it this morning. It isn't 100% clear either way. 
Don't see how people can say it should have been a second booking as it's so inconclusive. It's probably the right decision. Pye's free kick was perfect, but then all of his have been. I think the occasion made it the best. Uh, his free kick's the best of their cup free kick since Blackburn. Oh. Uh, thanks, Rich. Ed Hawthorne says, I know we've improved, but I've been worried about our squad depth since our horrid European display. Will we have the squad depth to remain successful with such a condensed schedule? What do you think? It's a good question. I think we do. I think we do. Players coming back to full yeah, fitness. Yeah, I think players are coming back now. I think I'm not concerned, I think Ed. If, if we get past Man United, I think the momentum will carry us through to one of our highest finishes for a long time. Rob Needham says, along with our fantastic effort and form, it was definitely a game of some extreme good luck and bad luck. Good luck that Pai wasn't sent off. Oh, 1-0 Leicester. Good luck that Pai wasn't sent off. Love him, but it was indeed a dive. And bad luck that Martin Atkinson really? didn't seem th that Randolph was slammed to the ground before their goal. No disrespect, mate, but I think Howard Webb knows a bit more. Yeah. And I don't think it was a dive. I just think he but everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, I just think he went down. I just think, Dave, I think he died, but he got touched and went down. Dave Fulcher says, Manu goal should have been disallowed. Blatant foul on Randy. Pie goal is the best free kick since Gaza at Wembley versus Arsenal. Uh, should beat Man United in the Wii replay. Chelsea away, hopefully a win. A draw at worst. Oh, I hope you're right. And then he says, Sean, what this German geezer we signed? Uh, the German yeah, geezer. Yeah, sure. Come on, Sean. Yeah, what's his German geezer? Uh, he... Well, the German media, I mean... Did he used to play for Arsenal? Sorry, apologies for that. That's that my, you? That's, that's that? my uh, one football on my iPhone saying that Leicester have just scored a goal. Um, I'm pretty fine on silence, Sean. <laughs> I this. know. I apologise. Schoolboy error. So, uh, the German... Uh, he oh, was he the guy for Borussia Mönchengladbach? This that's it. I couldn't say that. I was waiting for someone to say that. He's a uh, was he twenty five? Your cables come out again, Tom. Twenty five years old. There you go. He is a a, a midfielder. Um, he's a defensive midfielder. And defensive he, and midfielder. He, he's got a he's contract and he's not signing a new contract. He's not signing a new contract. He apparently signed a pre-contract, originally re revealed by ex West Ham employee, but been picked up by the mail and it's been running German press. Yeah, and um, you know, he, he, he seems a replacement, a ready-made replacement for Alex Song. Therefore, it sounds the death knell that I don't think Alex Song will be signing on a permanent contract. No, neither do I. He hasn't really sort of had much to do this season um, for us. But this is, this is much input. The guy was the captain of uh, Arsenal Youth. Did you know that? Yep. I just yep. said that too, I think. Did you? Yeah. And he was hired out, wasn't he, to uh, loaned out to lots of people. Or hired but as a captain. Uh, I think. Um, anyone, <laughs> anyone need a captain? Anyone need to hire <laughs> a <laughs> captain? <laughs> <laughs> but Arsenal were interested in getting him back Yar. at one stage. Uh, and I think <laughs> Atletico Madrid wanted him, and Borussia uh, Dortmund wanted him. So you know he was. Uh, Atletico Madrid and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, yeah, both of them wanted him. There Did you go. They? So, if it's true, he signed a pre-contract, he's coming to us on a free transfer in the summer. So, there you go. Roy Francis said, Sitting in the Stretford end with my son and not being able to celebrate Paillet's wonder goal has to be the most difficult thing I've ever encountered at any form. Oh my <laughs> God. I don't know if I could do that. Andrew Quinn says, I was tracking the game on Twitter from 30,000 feet on the way home to New Zealand after our farewell bowling tour. That was illegal, isn't it? Isn't that illegal to be uh, have a wireless some planes, device? On? Some planes have Wi-Fi. True, true, true. Uh, it was probably in business cars. He nearly woke up the whole plane when we went one new up. Yeah. The highlights and scoreline suggest that even a con that it's an even contest, but it was Manu's chance to win, and I think we'll carry the day at Upton Park because we're more resilient. Palumi Ogunlana, I got it right this week, yeah. said. Says Chelsea won West Ham nil. Does Sean Whetstone deserve a call up to the UK Nationals writing team? Do you write for West Ham till I die? I, uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, I think you've got your cables come out again. Uh, I, I wouldn't assume it's a pistol. It could be a that could be a bit of praise for you. Yeah, 
You're okay. really good at writing, Sean. Probably better than well, speaking. Well, we did, we did <laughs> also have another bit of praise for my interviewing <laughs> skills, didn't we? From on the you did, uh, yeah, that was nice. Sean, you're an all-round good guy and a oh, winner. thank you, thank you. You won a life's winners, you. mate. Tim Grish says, hi, all. We were very unlucky not to come away with a win. That free kick was incredible. Seven minutes from Wembley. He thinks Chelsea will be 1-1 and will beat Man United 2-0. Ooh. Steve Chris said, "Did anyone notice Pyre practicing those kicks before the game? He missed them all. Great moment when he scored. Well, West Ham actually uploaded a pic, a video of him practicing them pre-match, and he buried one. So yeah. they must have just uploaded the one he clever did buried. editing." Uh, Lewis John Aaron Trout says, "Never a dive. Randolph was impeded for the goal. No way was Reed's a handball. Pyre deserves the applause. Genius. I'm glad Costa is missing is missing for Saturday." And I have no idea what the score will be. Hope we haven't blown getting into the cup semi-final. George, how was your semi? My semi was go. really there good. Go. Thanks, Lewis. Gary Prince says, Blimey, never seen so many contents, comments. All I want to know is when is the replay? Well, Sean reckons it will be... Six. My, my best guess is 6th of April. Is that a Tuesday? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. If it was Tuesday, it would be the 5th of April. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's the a few more, but we've run out of time. So thank you, Rob Needham, Ed Hughes, Roger Ribeiro, and Adam and Darren and Paul for writing in. Now we uh, wanted thank to you. Thank, thank you all. Chat thank about you all for your um, We missed in the running order to talk about ticket. Yeah, come on, come nice and quickly. So really quickly, fifty-three uh, minutes. Well, I I asked you a question, didn't I? Go on. About the the replay and saying about the debacle of getting the tickets to the Liverpool game. And saying about when they move us who sit like next to Chav Corner essentially or in that corner that gets moved every time they have to give a full allocation for the cup. Yeah. And so how I've that, how that affects how that affects the atmosphere at the ground because it's this ours is the noisiest corner. We get spread around everywhere and then they they bring more away fans and it just sounds like all you can hear is the away fans. And I said, Can you ask the club? whether they could maybe allocate us who get moved first an opportunity to buy our tickets earlier and keep us all together. And I have asked the head of ticketing, Gavin Stanley, and I've yet to receive a reply. Um, but I have run a few ticketing stories today myself. Number one was um, following the um, Liverpool replay and the uh, Man United ticket. Uh, you know, there was a lot of rush for it. And a lot of people have been caught out often this season the ticket website crashes and it says, you know, you're in a queue. So some people ring up the hotline and some people prefer to ring up the hotline. Not everybody wants to go online and go to the website. If you want to use your e-Perth tickets, you've got to go on, uh, ring up. That's so ridiculous as well. Some people have had massive bills. One person who contacted me today had paid £105, telephone bill, mobile bill. Another one was £75. Another one, £42. And all these people, and uh, there's probably about 10 or 12 examples, have all been caught out because you pay 13p a minute past your access rate. Now, for someone like Vodafone, that's 40p, 45p access rate per minute. So it's 58p a minute, and people have been on the phone for two and a half hours. So just, just to tell you guys, don't call the premium rate number. It's not in your call plan. It will cost you a, a fortune. You'll get a £100 bill. But I am allowed to, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal it, but I'm going to tell you it. See Tickets, who has been our ticket partner at the Bowling Ground for many, many years, and people have complained about the software and everything else and the website, and are going. They've got the sack. At the end of this season, they are off, and we've got a new ticket partner at the Olympic Stadium, and it is Ticketmaster. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I have no idea. No idea. Anyway. New broom. So. Well, I'll be interested to see if you get a reply. Yeah, me too. Yeah, if we get a reply, we still haven't got a reply about West Brom. We've asked when West Brom's going to be released and what the prices are. What else did we ask? We're all going to Chelsea away. We are. On Saturday. What do we think? What do we think? I think we're going to win 3 1. I think Bosch. it's going to be. Bang. Going to be. Hard. Just that Carol little, Sacco Pie. Bang, that bang, little bang. slightly better, slightly easier for the old uh, Costa ele elephant missing. man missing. Yeah, I think it's good. After remember what he did to Aaron Cresswell that time. Yeah. So it's you know it's the longest coming red card. People said he tried to bite him. Did you see the replay? Yeah, I think. Well, he, yeah, he I think he went Carol to and Barry then said he didn't bite him. Kissed so. him. 
what anyway, do you reckon? I, I'm going to do my usual. 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Okay. John, 2-1 <laughs> West Ham. So, all wins. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. We're going to go to Stamford Bridge and we're all predicting a win. We're going to meet up with some Chelsea mates, but we can't stay too long because Sean has the inability to keep his mouth shut in the Chelsea pubs. <laughs> so, <laughs> we will be staying for just a quick drink and getting out of there. And we're going to meet up with a mystery guest that we can't talk about. I bet um, we don't. Well, we'll see. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Morning's Podcast. Podcast. My name's George. Sean has been. Sean. John has been. Here. Chelsea away Saturday. Come on, you irons. Come on, Come you, on irons. you irons. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.